0: Hey everybody, coming back in with this content warning one more time for this final episode of Vigor. Uh, again, as the previous ones, this game did deal with themes of indentured servitude and slavery, so I want to put a content warning up top. Alright, hope you enjoy this finale. Let's get right to it. I hear a lot of people Welcome to Row Two Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's row to play. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Road to Play Podcast. I am your host, Kent Blue. This week, we are wrapping up just our amazing game of the Vigor Roleplay game. This game was just s- such an amazing game. It-, it just enthralled me so much. I had so much fun playing this game, as if you couldn't tell by as much as I've talked up this game and and just heaped its praises. So thank you to Jake and Teddy for bringing this game to me and allowing me to experience it and have it on the show. Uh, Vigor, I've never had a game up to this point of my role-playing game experience. I've never had a game that tapped in on such an emotional level for me. That I mean, by the end of this episode, we were some of us were crying, we were laughing. It was just so so um, just such an emotional high at the end of this game, and that is just something that I had not. Not quite experienced. I had it's not it's not an experience that I had sought out to have. So it's not a fault of any game or anything. Um, it's just something I wasn't seeking. But now that it's happened, now that I've had this this kind of transformative experience with a game, one that really hit high on emotions and really just I mean had me just experiencing a lot of feelings at the end of it. It's it's it is it's an experience I'm going to seek out more often. I want to play games that are going to elicit that emotional response that this game did. So again, thank you to Jake and Teddy for bringing me this game and allowing me to to have this experience. And thank you to Evan Saft of the Rollout podcast for coming on and being part of this amazing story that we told. Uh, Without Evan, we wouldn't have had such great story beats that we had that led to these emotional moments at the end. So Evan played real big into that, offered a lot of great hooks for that. So thank you to Evan. Uh, If you're not listening to Rollout, you should be, because let me tell you, that is an emotionally charged game of masks that Evan is running each week on on that show. So go subscribe to it, listen to it. It's such amazing storytelling that he's doing with his group. So go check it out. Also want to remind you one more time to head over to VigorRPG.com to get on that mailing list to to find to know everything about Vigor and to get those quick start rules when they're released. I talked to Jake this week. There's no hard date they're working at to release the quick start. They want to make sure they have it all fine-tuned and right and presented well. So they're trying to get it out by the end of the year, but no big deal. They, want, they just want it to be good when it's out. So get on that mailing list and you'll know when it goes out. All right, so I want to wrap this up. I don't think I have much else really to talk about, so let's just get into this this, just amazing finish to this game of Um, vigor. Chin high,
1: still probably a good foot or so shorter than any of these guards. (laughs) And just looking up and going, on behalf of of assault mothers mothers i have come to treat with the minister i believe there is something of grave concern happening
2: um this is a role yeah uh, a, <laughs> mm, uh, i want to see how this goes it feels to me like presence um yeah. i don't know if you feel differently but
1: no uh i i haven't tried to be guileful yet that's um, okay
2: you be you, man.
1: Yeah, this is this is pure strength of personality. I love it. <laughs> so, I think um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and throw on a bunch of things here that I think apply to this. Yes, um, perfect. Um, light it so, up. Uh, I think definitely the gravitas given by the robes factors in.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I think that. There is definitely a matter of impress the impressive,
2: absolutely, yeah,
1: um it's one of your natures, yeah, yeah, um, I think there is a dash of proselytizer from the fact that this is this is important to the salt mothers, and by showing our importance to it, people will know like of the importance of our working, but I think there's also definitely imposter syndrome factored in here, mm. uh because yeah. Even as she's saying these words, even as she's stealing herself on an outward appearance, everything inside of her is telling her that this is not her. This is not something that she is able to do. That this is that trying to approach the hierarchy
0: uh, is is terrifying. <laughs> so <laughs> I think if I'm able to help, I think there. Um, what I'm going to put forth is. I think there's this moment, like of kind of the imposter syndrome. Like, there's just this this quick moment of, at uh, you know, as prose kind of set herself and everything. There's this kind of slight shudder uh, or something that 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 uh, I see. Uh, so Vesque steps up right next to, right next to prose uh, and kind of a sign of standing with with her. Mm-hmm against this or to uh, in, um, in partnership of this.
2: Cool. Awesome. Uh, So let's have your, I think this could be brawn for you. I assume you're rolling to lend a hand here. Yes. Yes. I think this could be brawn, like leveraging your frame here. Okay. um, Or presence, whichever you'd rather go for. Uh, I'll and, do brawn. Okay. I think it's, uh, I think it's at slim odds. Honestly. Yeah. Um Cause here's why the, at the end of this line of procession is the <laughs> lieutenant of arms. Who you looks,
3: said he uh, wasn't going to come up. I <laughs> <laughs> promise, <laughs> you promise. wrote it
0: down. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think this sees this, this flutter of this bright yellow. Uh mm-hmm. like sash that, mm. that that the lieutenant wears that kind of designates designates their rank. Kind of flutter up in the wind.
2: Yeah, and uh he looks you up and down and says, Well, 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 look what the cat dragged in, boys. You are feeling all recovered from your
0: little tumble there, Visk. Well, I think I think that I'm recovered enough. Maybe not fully. And maybe that means a lot in this moment, but I think I think that I'm recovered enough for you. (laughs) Nice. I want to spend a (laughs) vigor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or two? How many do I need to spend to send it up?
2: It's it's one to change from slim to fair, and another to change from fair to promising. You, can- I'll spend two then. Yeah, great. Yeah, go for it. It's a one Got shot. It. Run okay. these characters into the ground.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like <someone> cars.
2: <laughs> Maybe we'll all have holes where our hearts should be at the end
3: of this session.
2: <laughs> also, that's the first massive box hit.
0: From, uh, Minister from sinister,
2: Minister sinister. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I think I think challenge authority comes into this a hundred percent yeah <laughs> uh probably yeah. Pr- programmed for violence and crippling guilt uh because yep. a lot of this show is it's a kind of a silent um apology you know to to prose because vesk Ves realizes what what they put a lot of people through just mm-hmm. just by being there
2: that's awesome are you also being deeply sincere
0: oh yeah yeah okay yeah.
2: great it's a wash all the <laughs> natures, all, <good> natures. <laughs> all of them collect the whole set um, so, is that a plus actually, four it's not, it's, not it's, a, it's a minus four and a plus three i see sheet. Okay. so it's a, a minus one overall is that in my asset um, right. There will no, just me. be a, a box for
0: your uh, um, nature. So minus, minus one of my flaws, natures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, okay. and
2: this is a setup role, a hand to right. uh, Prose's uh, soliloquy here that's coming. Okay. slightly out of chronology. Uh, so yeah. Eric, one at the black gates. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you spent two, so you're at promising odds. Yes. Let's, Let's let fly the swag. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You did
0: it. Oh, what did man, I? You, oh, yes, I did it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 15.
2: Yeah, that's the highest tier of success in the game. That's basically the critical success. That's a yes and uh, in the fiction. Um, as it's a setup um, to, uh, to um, Prose's role, she's going to get a f- plus four on her uh, demanding to see the minister. And um, I'm going to give you one more bonus thing in here as well. Um, I just want somebody, whoever it is, to give me one detail here that works to your advantage. Because um, by all accounts, you're out of your depth. You're surrounded by hierarchy enforcers. You're facing down the most powerful person in this region for sure demanding audience with them and trying to, uh, you know, trying to stamp your authority here when it by all rights doesn't belong. What situation here, what about this works to your advantage and it's going to change um, pros is odds.
3: What, what if uh, minister sinister, is in some way tied to prose's like childhood family like not an uncle or a dad or a mom or something like that, but in some in some way like was part of the clan or the band or whatever.
0: Uh, I have another thing maybe go Do for it. it. So it's kind of a, a tack on to after. So, whenever I step up and have the exchange with the lieutenant, I think at the end of it, there's this brief moment where maybe maybe Perot still doesn't quite, you know, it still feels that slight tinge of the imposter syndrome. So, Vess starts singing the song that they've heard so many times. Oh, that's so much better. So many times, oh. just as as loudly as possible. That's I think so much better. I think maybe the minister hears it and it, and it can, maybe it helps. Uh, well, if the role goes, it helps grab their attention.
2: Amazing. Love that. Yes. Oh, that's some right. touching. <laughs> oh. All right. Let her rip pros.
1: Yeah. Uh, so what
2: odds are we at? You're at, uh, fair odds to start with. I was going to make it slim, but, um, because of Vesk's success. Uh, you're at fair and at a plus four from okay. their lend a hand as well.
1: Let's, uh, let's push that to promising.
2: Sounds good. So you spend a vigor. Yeah.
1: Um, asset rating is... So are we going full value for the robes or like partial um, value?
2: Full, it's full
1: value. Sure. Okay. We'll
2: go full value.
1: And flaws, natures... So we came out to, I think, a plus one, um, which we'll put plus five for the crazy powerful roll
3: of Uh
2: Vesk's (laughs) presence. I have a feeling yours is headed into a good place, too. We'll see. The dice. Hey! (laughs) Good job, you folks, saving your best rolls for last. That's great. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so that's a 17. They roll. (laughs) (laughs) that tops out plus the, uh, so it's a yes and, um, which is phenomenal. Um, I think I I want you to narrate for me how this goes. Um, That's what I want to see here is like, you are about to get an office with the minister. Mm -hmm. Um, This row of soldiers basically is letting you A uh, scholar, monk, and a bloodied hierarchy, former enforcer, just kind of go do that. What's the scene? And Um, uh, how do you break their hearts? (laughs) Or, you know, whatever your tactic is for getting through there. So,
1: um, Pro steps up to the Lieutenant at Arms, who I assume is the, the leader of this group. Sure. Yeah. Um, and sure. it just looks him dead in the eye uh, and says to him, you know, looks at him and then goes, I've lived many lives in my short time. You have lived but one. Do not make it any shorter than it
2: needs to be.
3: Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. And we... Uh, The guards around all kind of, like, reach to their hips as you start this kind of threat.
1: Please, allow my purification so that you may feel lighter. And she gestures and maintains eye contact, I think for a solid minute before the lieutenant at arms... Like glances down from her intense eye contact, oh,
2: man. and then kneels. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> so, penitent <laughs> arms stands before prose, penitent man,
1: and prose applies salt, shoulder, shoulder, lips, and walks by.
2: <sighs> Whoa! Some That's spooky power, s- this serious has. shade. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Cool. Um. Uh. Yeah, Vesk. I'm curious what you're doing here because this is somebody who just beat you and left you for dead. Mm-hmm. And you're walking right by them as they.
0: Yeah. Vesk takes a moment and goes down to one knee next to them, puts their hand on on the lieutenant's shoulder, leans in and takes some of the salt, uh, you know, from that's, that's been rubbed on him and takes it and rubs it in by the wounds, uh, on his shoulder, on the, on their shoulder and, uh, whispers, um, your life has not been shortened today, but that day is nearing. (laughs) And then stands up and walks, walks, falls in behind, behind bros.
2: Awesome, um you all make your way back to the main um tent of the caravan, so it's ornate it's there are ribbons uh draping from the tent flaps um tassels and they're gold, and the tent is made of this red silk, like the uh like the minister's cape. Mm-hmm. um inside it's quite dark near the entryway at the entryway. There are two torches planted in the ground. Um, It's now getting properly dusk and the sun's set low enough that um, the hills aren't lit any further. Um, And uh, as you approach the tent, you hear a voice from inside. And the voice is, it, it's coming almost in like a chant. Uh-uh. It's chanting these six lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh oh. When ripe and still the warm dead waters, when the bloom oh. breaks on the shores, then the starless night shall haunt you. The one whose blood for salt was poured endures the night's unending perils. Then march ye on the six black heralds. Mm -hmm. And that's happening. You hear one person chanting, then you hear a second and a third. And it's hard to say how many voices now. Um,
3: but probably six <laughs> <laughs> if I were a betting man
1: but it's somewhere between five and seven exclusive <laughs> I mean can't I can, literally cannot allow myself to show any faltering now so
2: yeah you approach the tent with basically permission to be yep. there Um. How, how do you all approach? Certainly knowing that the eyes
1: of literally everyone um, who we just passed by are on me. It's just powerful stride forward. Um, all, all, the, all of the dignity and presence I can muster uh, for the sake of not showing fear in front of these people. Showing weakness and showing the strength of the Salt Mothers.
3: Yeah, Rens Rens is not far behind. With one hand, like grasping tight to his his book, and the other hand buried in his like dust pouch.
2: Awesome. Um, so you all are just walking down the door, yeah? Yeah. That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> um, you walk in. It's dark you hear chanting. Um, there's a dim oil lamp in the corner, um, which is where I put all oil lamps in tents. <laughs> the safest spot. It's nice. Nice. <laughs> that these tents have very defined. <laughs> corners. <Yeah. laughs> Closest to the, they're not yurts. I just can't make it clear enough. They're not round. They're not. Yurts. And you, you just only have that one map token. And then uh. <laughs> just all, I just have a pup tent. It's all various <laughs> sizes of pup tents. Um, So in the uh, the, the single oil lamp flickers dimly, um, and in it you see a a cluster of folks um, surrounding something. Uh, It's difficult to see from here. Um, As you step foot in here, uh, you feel that same thick blackness. Um, And Wrens especially... That smell, that kind of like crackle and Mm. burn Mm -hmm. that reminds you of the swamp of your home um, is absolutely undeniable here in this space. Um, Hooded figures in black robes around something here in the tent as you walk in do you, are you announcing yourself or are you making any noise what's what's the sitch?
1: um so is, is we walk in and there's there's no break in the chanting right yeah no, like they're just, just
2: the one whose blood for salt was poured endures the night's unending barrels
1: yeah so I think at least for a moment I I, I freeze because this is an exact essentially the same thing that we saw just a moment before when it affected me mm-hmm. so badly. And I'm just flashed back and I have to pause. Um, and there's that, there's that falter in pre- in presentation of herself mm-hmm. or myself as I just shudder and, and for a moment runs and Vesque you can see, you know, past, past this veneer of authority that just walked past a line of armed men yeah. Um, unfaltering, this this little girl again in fear.
2: Yeah, it's pretty scary. I think if you haven't uh, seen something like this before, which I'm guessing you haven't.
1: You uh, know, the occurrence <laughs> of walking into a tent with an unending blackness, surrounded by black <laughs> figures chanting. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, I think I think here Renz is also probably kind of like stuck and it just feels to me like Vesk is the only one who's got the clarity of drive plus like given the role that Kent had the last time we were up against this it just (laughs) seems like Vesk would be the one uh, clear enough to act so I I feel like leaving it to you
0: on the first move here so I think Vesk they step in they see the figures and I think this is something they've at least heard whispers of. Mm-hmm. It's not a site that that's completely um, shocking to them. It's something they're somewhat, at least in word of mouth, familiar with. And they, I think, I mean, the only reaction I think is they hear this chanting. So they begin, they begin to sing this song just as loudly as possible in this tent so great to kind of <gasps> overwhelm just all of all of this chanting
2: pros and renz do you join in renz doesn't know the song which i want desperately want to hear them <laughs> trying to like catch and <laughs> sing it as they go
3: um, um. now i think my move would be to like to brighten the space with like light to like throw a bunch of light into the tent. So like, hmm. You're gonna do that starts, yeah. Yeah. So like Vest starts singing and is like brightening the space with song. And I'm like, I don't know the song, but I can do this. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and again, like a beautiful uh, voice that he can <laughs> out. I just, I, I it's, it's a, a strategy I've used before, like light, in darkness and it like it doesn't always work against the corruption but it's worked before and so i'm i'm like taking that task here um so if you want me to roll for it i certainly can uh or we can find out what prose is doing and then
2: let's, let's or... get all of you kind of combine what's happening and then yeah. we'll try to, to figure out what's going on yeah with the roles so prose what's your action are you singing or are you elsing? I think I'm Elsa. Well, um, cool. as, as lovely
1: as, as the scene would be for, for pros to step up. I think really what the, the singing does is, is invigorate her again. Um, uh, and it shocks her system and she, she's, she steps up again. And I think she like gives like Vesk's arm or hand, like a slight squeeze. Um, and then, you know, doesn't walk into the center, but approaches this circle and says, you know, your rituals. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. Um, That's
2: okay. why yeah. don't we get the, you think on that yeah. we'll get the uh, other roles from these folks. Um, as Vesk starts to sing and Renz brightens the room. And I feel like when the dust hits and it ignites and lightens, the room is the perfect time for proses. Uh, <laughs> little, <laughs> Brilliantly composed one line.
3: Her speech. Her, oh, her her uh, <laughs> her omen
2: Thanks for
3: setting expectations,
2: guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, the uh, yeah, Vesk. What are you hoping to accomplish with your role, or is it more of a setup for someone else? Um.
0: I think, I think it's to disrupt this this chanting, disrupt cool. what's what's going on. Somehow, put a pause in it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally feel that. That feels like a, a presence. That's what I was thinking. Yeah,
0: okay. I'm feeling that. So, presence. Um, what are my odds? Um,
2: your odds are. Does anyone have any thoughts on this?
3: I mean, I mean, I kind of feel like they're at least fair.
1: Um, really loud singing is really distracting when you're trying to
2: recite something. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah,
3: that's what I'm feeling. Like it's like least this is fair. such
2: like a little kid move, right? Like, <laughs> like trying to be very serious and like say, so yeah. and just like yeah. na, na, na. Like when someone's trying to count and you just hear the sing, most annoying like, sound in the world. 5, seven, <laughs> 94. <laughs> this is great. Um yeah, I think it's fair. I think it's okay. fair that you could sing to disrupt this chanting. Um, and uh, it, you certainly seem like you're challenging authority.
0: Yes. Um, I
2: am deeply sincere. I I was thinking that this too. Is, like it takes yeah, it takes a deeply sincere moment sincerity yeah. to just be like, this moment requires a song.
0: Yeah, I that think,
2: isn't even your song. You know, like it's... yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that's where I think I don't think I have anything other than that. So
2: cool. So is that plus two, right? Sorry, I realized I just mu- muted myself. One of those is a plus two, and one of them is a plus three. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry.
0: It's plus, plus three two total.
3: Plus,
0: plus yeah, two plus total. Two okay. Plus one, yeah. Okay. Plus three total. Okay. Uh, I did plus two, so we'll add one more onto it okay. at the Sounds end. Good.
2: Got an eight, right? Because you only put in a plus two and it was plus three. Right. Cool. Um, do you, first of all, do you want to change the narrative here or withstand any consequences by rolling your vigor? Or do you want to just let it roll as it is? An eight is a yes, but. Um, I think we'll let it go as it is. Okay. Sounds good. So this group of people walk into the room. Um, one of them, the biggest starts singing. The one Uh, you would
0: expect to hit you in
2: the face. Um, beautiful vibrato
3: though yes, yes.
2: a lovely... rich baritone no i was gonna say like it's a lovely high tenor mm,
3: different <laughs> just <laughs> different but equally good
2: yeah um good improv right i just I'm, keep no butting teddy today. um <laughs> yeah.
3: sorry buddy really
2: putting me in my place mm-hmm. um anyway uh the yes is you get their attention they stop their chanting but they turn to you mm-hmm. <laughs> and start approaching you. Six figures in black hooded cloaks. Slowly and
3: that's when I shine some light in their face.
2: Slowly inch toward you. Yes. Um, all wraith-like and looming. Uh, and then, yeah, Renz, you throw some light into this place.
3: So I am using all of my remaining dust Ooh. on this.
2: Um, and
3: I am going to just flare these dark hooded dudes creatures things remains to be seen Mm -hmm. with all of the ability i have um and i'm gonna take a finish what you started and i'm probably gonna spend some vigor depending on my odds here
2: um, I think your odds to brighten up this room are f- promising. But if there's something more you want to accomplish with that, then that's
3: yeah, better. I mean, I think it's de- it's definitely brighten up the room, but um less in like an interior design way <laughs> and more and more in like a drive back corruption way. Cool. Uh, so odds on less interior design, more practical fight evil <laughs> right. kind Part of way it, that would be like revealing the figures under the hood oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yes okay
2: um for all of that slim
3: cool all right i'm gonna spend two vigor again
2: okay what do you think uh, that right now? i
3: have two total vigor remaining yeah mm. so just hope that nothing else happens
2: it shouldn't i can't see anything else coming up <laughs> nope <clears throat> mechanical question as i don't think we've established it
1: what happens uh-huh. when you run out of vigor uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Good we'll <question>. find out
3: <laughs> <laughs> kind of bummed they can't use my martial arts training here
2: um you could really do it with flair
3: <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Flip>. <laughs> sorry that was also a typo i meant to put marital
3: Oh, no, that's <laughs> That's different and does not seem to apply.
2: Um,
3: so what did I say? I'm taking uh, finish. What I've started. I uh, use some dust and intimate knowledge of corruption. Certainly seems like it's a thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, yo unleash hell. <laughs> yeah. Promising odds and plus five puts you up to a 13. Uh, a straight up. Yes. Um, the boring results of the game <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think so So much of it was really like unpacked as to what all is going to be revealed in here that so just, just to so be clear to be right.
3: I step in front of Vesk yeah. because they start coming towards him mm-hmm. and I like have the dust in my hand and I hold it out you know like palm
2: forward <sighs> so yeah Teddy what happens
3: Oh, um, so this like darkness thing that they've got going is just out the door. Like we're we're now in like an eighties office park. Like it is (laughs) very (laughs) very bright here. Like people are uncomfortable with how much detail can be seen in the faces. It's like their cameras
2: been switched to super HD. Exactly,
3: (laughs) exactly. Um, So not only that, but I think. Uh, the like haze and the weight of this sort of like deep darkness that we're um, assuming is tied to the corruption also is like driven back, like, you know, the fog once the sun comes up. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I think we, unless they have some other obscuring masks or the like, we certainly can probably tell uh, who, if any of these people we recognize, um, and then yeah, their attention is probably driven from Vesk a little bit.
2: Yeah. Cool. Um, so the light hits, um, in the faces of these, uh, figures moving toward you. Um, and there's, you know, that just horrendous uh, sort of shriek as the, uh, corruptions driven back and the light, uh, fills the tent. Um, their arms fly up to their faces uh, to protect them, and they recoil from the light. Um, and you see their faces under the hoods are wrinkled and gnarled and wet and, like, dripping. And past them, uh, if you're looking, <laughs> you can see the two figures lying side-by-side uh, side on, like, bedrolls on the sand and the floor. One is the um, And there's uh been a a uh her her shirt has been torn where the wound is in her chest um to reveal the wound mm-hmm. uh that's just the salt and it's got these kind of like spidery black veins on on like kind of creeping from all sides um and it's still kind of like packed with salt um she seems to be unconscious Um, beside her. Also unconscious at the moment um, appears to be the minister whose skin has taken on this pallid um, tone. Uh, Their face is lined with this kind of wrinkly uh, skin. That's that appears damp. To the touch um they look very sickly and they're beginning to take on more of the form of wraith like creatures in your presence um and it's unclear really what's going on here um whether that's a good thing or a bad thing you know (laughs) to any of the parties involved Uh,
3: it seems like a bad thing for us
2: (laughs) it does i'll give you that um and as the uh so it's just a straight up yes. No, I'm not going to add in any complication right now. It's complicated enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the race recoil, and um, they're uh, the yeah. ohm and the minister are lying in the sand, uh, well on bedrolls, both unconscious.
1: So, prose. I see these, and I see the figures. One that I'm very familiar with, and one that I don't know. Both clearly in distress and there is a clarity of purpose that washes over her as these wraiths are um, driven you know away from this from the center path through this tent she walks forward and words come to her um, it seems almost unbidden as she walks through slowly. The herald's black undying will menaces life but soon made still for mother's love drives back their peril thus ends the tale of six black heralds. <laughs> oh man, that was badass. Um... And yeah, you know, we'll get to when, when I have to roll for something. But,
3: uh, I, I mean think... I think you get like a plus nine on your roll for that. So um, but... I like we made the game, so we get to decide. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um and she takes the salt from that hole in the ohm and applies it
2: to the minister. Hmm. Awesome. What's your what are you trying to accomplish and uh, what do you what results are you hoping for um,
1: so it seems to me that uh, what, what I'm what I'm trying to accomplish what well, we'll lay that out first is ending this ritual
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I think that is via the fact that the minister um has become sort of a uh, uh focus loci um of this mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. the the ohm was a sort of preventative measure of this that was disabled mm-hmm. um and there is a sacrifice that has to be made in order to reverse this. And that is the Aum.
3: In terms of... So you're, like, taking all the salt out. You're not, like, taking a little bit. You're, like, clearing the hole.
1: Yeah. I
3: I mean, I think it's, like, a fist-sized
1: hole. So it's... it's, um, But I think I think that's how this has to go. Like, there's no there's no there's no only sort of doing this.
2: Yeah. yeah, Intense. And. Um, go
1: ahead. I was, I was I figured either focus or understanding for the role. It doesn't matter. They're both a zero. Um,
2: um, I'm feeling that I could. I think this might actually just be a bigger role. Like Mm. the force, the the pure like force of character to like put this together to do it to stop to like (laughs) to take the life of effectively your mentor yeah um to basically like stop this ritual whatever it is okay um so yeah let's just roll with your vigor all right um you can still use any of your natures that apply. Um, the way this is going to work though, is that they'll actually subtract if they're good. Does that make sense?
1: It does. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't feel like any of them apply though.
0: Yeah.
2: Fair enough.
1: Uh, like this, this seems so much outside of presentation of self. It's mm-hmm. just yeah. acting through fate. So yeah. It's uh it's just it's I'm and so it's always against the odds for vigor,
2: right? Um, not always. Okay, uh, it can be changed, but um, like if you want to spend vigor to do this, you can, but you're basically spending vigor, and that lowers your vigor score. <laughs> you know, so it so makes the not, roll not, harder.
1: Not to get too mechanically heavy in that, right? Um, <laughs> but so would it work the same? Where it's like if I moved it to fair, I would take the higher roll
2: in this case it goes from roll yeah, two together and add them to roll two take the highest t- to roll two take the lowest
1: so let's let's play this game right let's toss all that vigor <laughs> at this
2: yeah so yeah.
1: my i will change my vigor to a 4 okay and then, then you're going to
2: try to roll under it promising. all right you yeah, do nice. it good job you changed the odds you got it
3: Oh my gosh! <laughs> my person, apparently,
1: my bigger oh is to explode.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and you, you, you got under it by a three. So, this is a little complicated. This is basically just a you're rolling to find out if you do it or mm. not. Um, so it's not like we're not looking at the tiers of success so much. We're looking at just like. Do you have the vigor? Do you possess the force of character to do this to someone? Um, and, and you do. Um, talk me through what happens. So, as, as mentioned, you know,
1: walks through, recites this words unbidden from her mind. It just possesses her. Mm-hmm. Um, and slowly, delicately... In, in this way that I'm assuming in the background Renz is is still like driving back these creatures and yeah, just yeah, just yeah. it's, mm-hmm.
2: the, it's like slow motion they're like swatting at the like wraiths yeah. and <laughs> bashing them with like light and clubs and, and song and song um, and
1: both hands kneeling down to the ohm. um Reaching into that chest, her chest, and pulling that lump of salt, which has probably, you know, crystallized into a solid chunk at this point. Um, Tears streaming down her face. I think she, like, kisses the alm on the forehead, and the tears fall down, and she says, I will not waste this blessing. And over to the minister. His black robe splayed out, or red robe splayed out beneath him. I'm assuming sigils glowing with yeah, arcane yeah. might. Totally. Um, and it's tied around his neck, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my thought is that there is like, from where it would normally be tied, is a clear laceration. Mm. Oh. And she takes that salt, um, and in her hands, it melts, um, and sort of melts into a more malleable form. It's almost like, um, this is going to sound undramatic, but silly putty. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, and applies it to this laceration around the minister's neck or, um, to to where this this robe is tied and it melds through and this line of crystal formations fills in that gap and the robe un unentangles itself and lies and releases from his neck.
2: And as that happens, the ohm's eyes bolt open. She gasps deeply. (sighs) <sighs> she makes eye contact with you, pros, mm-hmm. and there's an understand a moment of understanding and then she falls back down into the sand and um yeah, a a tear rolls down her eye into the sand and where the sand is dry, like just kind of gathers in a small clump of wet sand um the you don't have time really to process any of this though as the the robe has fallen off of the um minister the minister also jolts awake um but looks just completely lost like completely foggy looks around the room sees this total chaos and the light flashing back and forth um whistles the guards come and uh raid this tent and there's this huge fight uh that's breaking out between the race and the guards and you guys and everything um and in the end how do we want this to go what's the epilogue? for your characters and for this scene. How does this episode close? Or does it
0: just fade to black while you're struggling? Um so I've had a definite image uh for the end of this for for Vesk from the beginning. Cool. And, um and if I was able to play to it. Let's so, do. It. All right. So I think as these guards come in, um, Vesk still singing. Uh, they they turn around and the guards kind of come in and everything kind of goes slow. And they go by um, and begin engaging in this in this conflict with with these rates. And Vesk is singing and kind of follows the, the turn. You know, turn. Well, they never turn around. The, the guards come by and they're watching as the guards come by and. They continue to sing and they they lock eyes with with uh, prose as they're singing and tears just coming out, you know, streaming down their face. And this the one Wraith kind of has turned towards prose. So they reach out and they grab the Wraith and it just kind of you see, I mean, just grabbing this Wraith, Vesk like the life just kind of drains slowly out of their face. Like they're, they're bear hugging this Wraith as it's trying to get to prose to, to do whatever. And, and Vest just, just keeps singing, uh, holding on tight and kind of the life force is just draining out of both of them. And Vest falls back onto the ground, holding this Wraith and it kind of blows the, the uh, this tent, the top of the the kind of rips the top of it, and in their last moments, Vesk can see the stars, and looking up at them. Oh my god! And and there's a flash of their grandmother telling this tale of these creatures, and then the last moment, uh, Vesk in the stars sees this this possibly a constellation, or it's just the brain firing off in its last moments just this clear outline of these creatures and here's the bellow of it and just kind of fades out, holding onto this race.
2: Amazing. Give me, give me some more epilogues. I'm loving this.
3: I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if we can do anything else. (laughs) I think that's it. I think it's Vesk's story.
2: Mm, That's beautiful. I love that. And so in that slow motion, we see Vesk holding on and falling over and this struggle as the life force is drained from him into the wraith the wraiths like get loose escape and run through out into the darkness the um, minister is still barking orders at the folks uh, at all of the um, guards around him And the guards grab wrens and pros and they, you know, pick you up and they're carrying you out of the tent back toward the caravans. Um, And there's very much this sense of uh, you're surrounded, you're outnumbered. There is basically nothing left for you to do here. Is there anything else that any of you wants to add to that to change that narrative to take a final action here or
3: I mean that where we fading I mean I think uh, I think if we're if we're doing this uh then Renz has to have his redemption yeah and has to fight tooth and nail to free Pros and like <laughs> I just I think that I think that has to happen. Uh, how how it happens in this like total chaos onslaught, I don't know. But uh, I know that Renz goes down just just letting Pros escape. I don't know how pros escapes, but something that Renz does. Uh, s- some some attempt, some attack, some last Last ditch effort. lets pros get out free on our own.
2: Pros, do you want to take the narration of how that goes down?
1: Um, well, sorry, I'm tearing up here. Uh, <laughs> You're not alone. Uh, I mean, I, I, f- I feel like, um, what it is? Because because there's because there's no way to escape this from by by speed or by might. Um, it's purely the only way out of it is them choosing to stop. So I feel like you have to be working your way through this guard to the minister. And, you know, that that ongoing scene of just whatever they're using, you know, whether it's clubs or or blades or whatever, just continuing through persevering and not, not to describe your scene too much, but like,. Oh, what, no, what happens to the book that you've been clutching onto for so long?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I like let go. That's <laughs> like, I drop everything, like
2: just set down your satchel.
3: You know, yeah, it's just like, no, nothing else matters. I have this moment to be like f- free of this guilt. That I've just been carrying with me.
1: And, you know, making it to the minister <laughs> by sheer force of will and probably like single finger tapping, like as you're pff- losing strength on that spot, that line on his neck that is mm-hmm. now solid salt, just to remind him or inform him.
2: Yeah. Oh. The minister re- like can't, doesn't quite understand what's happening here. And as Renz is like grabbing for him, he like grabs Renz's arm and is like trying to hold it back. And Renz just like touches his neck. And that's when he feels it for the first time and he holds it. And is it, just completely befuddled. Um, and his eyes meet Renz's and Renz, do you like kind of explain or like say something?
3: I don't think I have any words left. Okay. I think if I have anything left, it's like a, it's like flecks of dust remain on my hand. And Mm. like through some amount of will, I'm able to communicate that, that what he has on him now was given to by, sacrifice and he in some way puts that together that there's literally no one else in this scene that could have sacrificed whatever it was to save him it certainly wasn't any of his enforcers and so it had to be one of the three of us
2: yeah so the the minister calls everyone to stand down and There's confusion. There's still light lingering in the tent from the dust of uh, Wrens. Uh, But it's beginning to like sparkle um, and fade and become kind of a patchwork of flickers here and there. Almost like sparks falling from a campfire um, toward the ground. The... Um the enforcer who's holding on to prose um sets her down and and like takes two steps back. Um there's just a general still sense of like what have we all just experienced here? Um and I think we can fade to black there. <laughs>
0: That was good. Ooh. <laughs> thank oh. you for playing bigger with us,
2: for <laughs> hunting, shame, <laughs> guilt, for crying oh. with us, and, um, for really inhabiting some beautiful, beautiful characters. But yeah, thank you so much for playing.
0: Oh, thank you for, yeah, for thanks, coming out and running. Yeah. I was... I mean, that was, that was, I don't even know. That was something that's, that's that's an experience different than most any other experience I've have in in role-playing. So. Uh, Yeah. All right. Um, Evan, uh, how about we, we wrap up Evan, how about you tell everybody where, where they can go to find you online and and your show and all of that.
1: Right. Uh, So as mentioned, uh, I run the rollout podcast. You can find us on iTunes, just search Rollout with an exclamation mark. You can find us on Twitter at Rollout Podcast. Or if you want to see me and the weird things I do, sometimes I'm at names equipped on Twitter. Uh,
0: yeah, Teddy and Jake, um, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, just tell people um, where they'll be able to find Vigor, how, you know, the best way to stay up to date with it and, and everything that's going on with it. And then where to find you, YouTube.
2: Yeah, well, if you want to follow Vigor and what we're up to with that, you can go to VigorRPG.com. Dot com, um, and you can sign up for on the front page of the website uh, you can put your email in and you'll get a copy of the beta release of this game when it comes out in um, just a few months and uh, we will be able to keep in touch with you through that and let you know updates on how the game's doing uh, and where you can find it um, as it gets released and if you'd want to connect with us through that you can but the best way to connect with us um, in in convo is just on Twitter at vigor RPG and uh, on Instagram as well at vigor RPG. Um, give us a follow, uh, and we generally kind of post what we're up to there uh, on a personal and professional level uh, <laughs> as we
0: as we roll through our development of the game that's it for this episode thanks for listening visit row2playpodcast.com for more information r-o-l-l-2playpodcast.com like us over on facebook at row2playpodcast follow us on twitter at row2playpod have a question or comment email us at row2playpodcast at gmail.com if you want to play with the game with us just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know and lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachyon. Visit SoundCloud.com slash